welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode 110. Um, I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins, and I just have a couple of announcements to make that um, are, to me, very exciting. First of all, I never said on my podcast, but anybody who's listened to my podcast from back in the day, they should remember about more than two years ago, I found maybe even three years ago now, I uh, found a cat called, and I named him Duffy, and then I went through a whole bunch of drama trying to find him a home, and then I thought I'd found him a home, and then they didn't, they weren't responsible people, and that was a huge lesson learned, and I spent three years mourning him, thinking the worst, and imagining that he had met a sad end, or I was just always worried about him, and I tried to think positive, but it's just so um, dangerous for domesticated animals in our world who don't have an owner. I mean, it's dangerous enough for ones who have owners because things can happen to them. But for a lone cat out there, and there's so many of them anyway. So I was very, I constantly thought about him. And I felt very responsible and very guilty. And um, I'd gotten him microchipped, um, if you remember, because... That was my first step. Was like, well, I'll I'll put a microchip. That way, if he is found or picked up by the SPCA, you know, they'll have someone to call. Well, a few. I mean, it's been over a couple of months ago now, maybe more. And I forgot to tell everyone. I got a call from a vet asking if I had lost a cat called Duffy. And believe it or not, he's been goodness knows where. I mean, he was. Long story short, th- th- these people moved into a house that they just bought, it was a couple, a man and a woman, and this cat was coming around, and the woman who used to own the house told them, this cat's been coming around, and I just feed him and take care of him, he's a stray, and they uh, fell in love with him, and very quickly, and they let him in their house, and they decided that they wanted to give him a home, but they just thought, well, they're very responsible people, and they said, we'll take him to the vet, we'll get him a check out, blah, 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 and so, bingo, the microchip comes up, and they're devastated, because they think they've just, that they're, they're going to have to give him back, meanwhile, as we know, I'm desperate to find him a home, because he, it's, where I live now is not very, I mean, it's better than the streets, and I would have kept him here if he hadn't, you know, I would have done things differently last time, I would have made sure he had a proper home, I thought I'd done that, but obviously you can't trust people, but anyway, so they were devastated, and I was like, oh no, no, please, I'm so grateful if you give him a home, he needs, deserves a home, he deserves a home, and then things got all hairy and crazy when they found out that he had been diagnosed with, well, that his, his blood test for FIV had come forward as positive, and then they, were, they weren't going to keep him because the vet put the fear in them about things, and um, it was all very hairy, and I was like, well, okay, I'll, I'll have to come get him, and this time I thought, I'm going to do things right this time, uh, I'm going to take him, and I'm going to keep him, and, and, and if I if I have to keep him, we'll make it work, we'll just make it work, but um be much better for him, and for my cats, if he could find a home, but anyway, so I was devastated, though, because I was like, oh my god, I felt, I just, I felt like I'd let him down again, you know, uh, 
and then they ring back and they've had a change of heart and they love him so much and he's got a safe loving home they adore him they've microchipped him with their details they've they're willing to care for him his whole life they love him if he gets sick with FIV which he seems very 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 healthy and the vet was skeptical that he'd even had it so it could be just that he was injected with the antibodies and then it never got written down and it's really hard to know with the stray but um, just because they have the antibodies doesn't actually mean that they're infected um, once they're sometimes they get it from their mother and sometimes um, maybe that's only very young kittens but anyway they said we're going to look after him we love him don't you ever worry we love this cat and we're going to take him in and and we're going to care for him and and we will take care of him for his whole entire life and um so isn't that wonderful <laughs> it took about a huge load off my mind and I texted them the other day and asked you know how he was and they said he's wonderful he's happy and he's safe and he's yeah he's got a home so isn't that good news? I'm so relieved. Uh, so I just thought I'd share that with everyone because it was a very heartbreaking situation for me. And I was felt very guilty and I didn't do things very well. And I will learn a lesson about that. Um, you can't just... You know, the people who who's, who full-time care for, a, you know, and foster and adopt and, and really know what the deal is, they don't just... Um, give the cat to someone who says yes I'll give them a home and they go over to the house but they they kind of follow up and they make really sure and they often make people pay something even a vet even a vet bill because if you give for free like I did I said this is a cat needs a home please take him they might be very careless with him just I can't remember I read it somewhere somebody was like if you're going to test the test of their dedication is are they going to pay this initial vet cost to to keep this cat or dog or whatever um if if not then you really don't know that i mean even that you can't really tell but um i was just so desperate and anyway i'll do things differently next time but happy ending happy ending so the next announcement that i have is that um the wonderful abolitionist vegan society has um, is very very organized and very dedicated and they um, the the founder um, and director Sarah K Woodcock is on a mission and if you read the mission statement it's a mission that I can get behind and the whole point of of it is to create and 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 f- make happen a real grassroots movement that that is unequivocal about veganism and the moral baseline and nonviolence and vegan advocacy being the primary activity, the activity, the thing that we do as a movement, that's what we do, we do vegan advocacy. So they've implemented, the Abolitionist Vegan Society, TAVS, has implemented what is called chapters, TAVS chapters, and it's, um, I'll just read it from the website, Um, TAVS chapters represent TAVS on the local level, in countries and cities all around the world, volunteer-led by those who are completely and unequivocally committed to the abolitionist approach to animal rights, which includes the six principles, which we regard as the roadmap out of animal exploitation. So I consider myself to be dedicated to um, the um, abolitionist approach and um, the six principles. So I'm all keen. And here's the requirements in order to run a chapter is you have to have read Animals as Persons by Gary Francione and also The Animal Rights Debate, Abolition or Regulation, which was co-written by Gary Francione and Robert Garner, two opposing views in one book, and Eat Like You Care 
um, the latest book by Gary Francione and Anna Charlton. So those three books, I personally recommend reading all the books, but in order to run a chapter, you have to have read those books. Um, and they want a thousand word essay on what the abolitionist approach including the six principles means to you why you think each of them is important and how you will hand objections hand how you will handle objections to one of the six principles and why you're interested in leading a tabs chapter so that essay is in a way a test or it's a, it's 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 a it's a sign of commitment and knowledge and are you are you really you know because you don't just you're not just going to sort of there are lots of people who just sort of sign up for everything and they really think everything is you know there'll be people who are going to say I want to run a tabs chapter why not I'll do it on the weekends that I'm not doing my pita vegetarian stall or whatever you know I mean some people are very all over the place so this is a way of getting the people who are really focused and getting them involved so um, and getting people who want to be involved and and sort of leading them into being focused as somebody who wants to be involved says, wow I have to, I'm going to read this book maybe they haven't read it and then they'll read it and they'll, their knowledge will increase they'll read these books and writing about it is a way for them to organize their thoughts so it's it's um, that's part of the requirements um, to in order to um, do a chapter and the ongoing requirements is doing creative nonviolent violent vegan advocacy and, um, and then they need they want someone to be the local contact um, sort of like the hub of the hub if you will the local hub of the big hub and um and just feeding back to to everyone about what's working what's not working so it's creating like a network um and so you can contact them to apply so i'll post the link so i didn't want to do it because i don't think i have the personality to get people involved because i feel like i failed completely to get people involved and um, in my local community, but luckily for me, um, I've there's an advocate in Auckland, and his name is Bubs Peters. Um, Tua Tua Ainekore is the his his real name, but everybody calls him Bubs, and I'm going to call him Bubs because I don't want to mispronounce um, his real name. Although I think he's got a beautiful real name, and I want to learn to pronounce it properly. We'll just call him Bubs because I think that's his nickname, and he is a dedicated abolitionist, and he is um, local, and he's agreed to co sort of do a chapter with me, and I'm so excited because um, it's a very warm personality, has lots of contacts. I'm I'm kind of antisocial as well, so I'm not the best but um, together we're going to combine um, and I've got I've got a lot of practical resources like I've got a tent I've got a banner that I had made thanks to um, the Abolitionist Vegan Society providing that for me so I actually made an arrangement with them in order to get this banner made um, that they provided me with the design and the logo design so if you want to do that you have to contact them directly um, so and I've got um, and we've we've all got pamphlets and everything. I mean, you don't need to have a tent and all this stuff, but I've got all that stuff already. And Bubs has got lots of great ideas. I don't know. Um, I'll just post something that that he and his cousins did on the weekends. They they did a chalk. Um, they did a big giant um, chalk painting on the sidewalk. Oh, in a park, Albert Park, of the logo of the vegan of the Abolitionist Vegan Society logo and the um, the motto um, "Go Vegan, Educate Others, Adopt Foster." And they handed out leaflets in Albert Park, and it was so inspiring. And um, so that I'm so thrilled to to have this sort of de dedicated, creative, and um, and keen and do doer. You know, you need doers because there's a lot of talk. But there's not a lot of doing, and we need doers. So it's great that um, 
Bubs is a doer. And so together we have decided to submit our um, application to um, to TAVs to actually become a chapter, which means commitment, um, but we're already committed to nonviolent vegan education anyway, so it's not a problem for us. Um, and um, so we're going to write, we haven't written our essays yet, but um, it seems to be on its way. So once that gets going, we're going to have a mailing list and we're going to have, we've got an email address and um, if you're interested and you're in Auckland and you just happen to, you just happen to be um, keen to do abolitionist vegan education, um, uh, with a local group and in the beginning it's mostly just going to be the street stall and right now I was running the, I was running my own um, little street street stall but by, by myself um, uh, and I also had people helping me um, a lot of the times I had um, people uh, I had Amy James used to help when she was in Auckland and William was my rock for so long um, and so I've had people people helping me, but um, it's more um, with the chapter, we kind of want to foster creative thinking and ideas and people doing things on their own initiative, um, not just um, coming along to my street stall, although that's wonderful. To, you need to come along in the beginning, I think, and just see, because um, well, a lot of people have never, ever talked to people about veganism, ever. Um, it's not something that they do. And um, it's, it's, they're not used to it. They're mostly used to um, talking to people about animal welfare, you know, which is very different from talking to people about veganism and animal rights. So it's good to come along to the street stall, I think, because although I feel like I'm still such a beginner, I've, I'm more used to it now because I've been doing it and I am um, able to, um, I hope, um, demonstrate that you can advocate for veganism and unequivocally, unequivocally and yet have, have actual progress in conversations with people and that you don't shut them down and they don't run away. Um, so I want to see people to see that in action. So I think it is good, but it's mostly we will we want to we need people to do stuff. People need to get going, and um, and so that's part of what Tabs is all about is creating this movement and getting people doing things and getting out there and learning. And the quicker and the faster you begin to do it, the easier it will be. In the beginning, it is hard, and you get asked questions that you don't know the answer for, or you get upset. Um, a little more easily but you have to start somewhere you have to get out there and be willing to make those mistakes and be willing to put yourself out there and and sort of put yourself in an uncomfortable situation maybe um, if, if if you're serious about change you know if, if you know that if you don't do it you, nobody else is you know doing it. everybody sits around and wants everybody else to do it um, so yeah so that's what we're about so we have an email address called tavs.auckland.nz at gmail.com 
So TAVS, T-A-V-S for the Abolitionist Vegan Society, dot Auckland dot NZ at gmail.com. Please email us if you're interested. And next weekend, there is a local community event because another thing I really want to do, and I keep missing out on it, is I want to be part of like these festivals, these yearly festivals. But you see, I don't know, like, it's hard for me because I don't get invited to any of them. I'm certainly not, because I've never done them, so I'm not on the mailing list. So I don't, like the vegetarian festival, I remember one year I tried to join and I was way too late and then I got all huffy about it. And I think, because I thought they deliberately like said no to me because I was always like, I was always nervous about that. Like, oh, people are just trying to, you know, people don't want us there and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't true at all. I was just completely unorganized and they had so much to organize and they're like, it's just too late. You can't, you can't do it two weeks before we, you know, you need to do it months before. So um, I feel like, okay, whoops. But then the vegetarian festival, um, because the reason I want to do those kinds of things, like I will never go to an animal welfare event. I just refuse to endorse that in any way with my presence. Although I know there are other people who disagree and they want to go and they want to present abolition and blah, blah, blah. That's good. I mean, I actually don't necessarily think there's a problem. I think you have to be very, very careful if you endorse or participate in an in an or in an event run by animal welfare groups, I think you need to really be really really clear. When Gary Francione went to the conference, for example, for the first time, he was very clear that he was going there to oppose. You know, he was holding the opposing view, and that was the whole. You know, and and of course now they're like, well, we don't know if we want to have that again because it was for them. It didn't serve their purpose, which was to endorse and support and say, oh, we're all in this together, and then. Um, it didn't work out that way because he's very clearly not and he provided the opposing view. So I think that they had an idea that it was going to, they wanted to live up to this claim that they make that that, that it's, we, we do support vegan education and we do agree, blah, 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 but, and um, and then now they're, I think they I don't know if Gary Francis is going to be invited back, but my point is when it comes to like a vegetarian festival, um, I'm not endorsing vegetarianism, but it's 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 not, it's like, it's not an animal rights, well, it's not animal welfare co-opting animal rights. It's hard to explain, and I don't know if everybody's going to agree, and I'm not saying you can't go and do these things. I just don't ever want anything to do with them. I will never go to an animal welfare conference or anything like that. But I'll go to like something called VegFest that's run by non in a non-animal rights way. So in other words, it's not claiming, it's not, how can I explain this so you understand? Like, I'm going to go to this thing called Jam on Toast. It's next weekend. It's a local community event. It's got nothing to do with animal rights, which, as we know, animal rights events are meaningless in the status quo. They are totally corrupt. They don't mean animal rights at all. They mean animal welfare. They corrupt animal rights. They make it, um, they they conflate veganism and vegetarianism um, and they are just completely and utterly just, I cannot just express enough how how my objection <laughs> to the current animal movement and the welfareist uh, movement which is the current animal movement so but something like the jam on toast is is it, it's not there's no agenda there except to go and just do something um veg fest is a little different there's an agenda there it's usually about veg based living which means nothing um but it's not necessarily and I mean, I think a lot of the VegFests are run by animal welfare organizations, so I'd be very, very careful myself. Um, but um, anyway, 
I'm certainly not going to the Animal Welfare Conference, which is called the Animal Rights Conference, but I'll definitely go to festivals where I can have a stall and I can present without the sort of without the sort of over or sort of misunderstanding that I'm I'm part of this 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 animal welfare movement. You know, I don't want to be seen as part of that at all. I mean, I just I don't want to be seen as part of that because I'm not part of it, and it's actually immoral to me and goes against everything I believe in. <laughs> so why would I want to be seen as part of that? But um, when it comes to like Jam on Toast, which is a local festival at the local community center, there'll be all kinds of things there. It's just a um, community event, and we're going to have the tab store there. I do the markets when I can, um, not as much because they cost, but um, that the markets are, are craft markets and. Um, they're not under the guise of quote animal rights unquote which doesn't even mean animal rights so there's no sort of agenda there that's that I'm sort of endorsing that's confusing do you know what I mean um, and um, the vegetarian festival is is yeah I'm not sure I mean I went I wanted to go because um, it's just a festival where I could go and it, and it isn't about animal rights I mean vegetarianism is so not about animal rights it's not it's just not um, but I definitely disagree with vegetarianism and um, yeah I don't know but I'd st- I, it's hard to explain but there's a difference between that and an animal welfare conference the way I see it in terms of my being there and, and not not endorsing it um, so anyway, we'll see. But the problem is, I don't know how to get my finger on the pulse of all of these kinds of things where I can have stalls. There are people who know this stuff. There's the the um, all the uh, like safe has they know what's up, what's on where, and they know what they can do. But they must have some kind of they must be sort of already in on the mailing list. And I have to kind of start from the beginning now and have to get serious about it if we want to do events like at the local eco festival and things like that. Um, I miss I keep missing out. I'll see the posters around and I'm like oh wow but how did you know how do the people know months in advance so they can apply for a table and get in touch with the organizers there's must be you must have to sort of be get on the inside and get on the mailing list and and be told okay this year's thingy we're going to have here you have to have your application in by such and such a date and blah 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 so those are the kind of things that I want us to be able to do to put our finger on the pulse of 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 festivals because there's a difference between um, when you have a festival you have a lot of people coming around and the people are going there to stop and hang around and spend the day and and do something they're not just passing through so I do I do want to do things like that and there are lots of them around I mean even the Pacifica festival I mean we have um, Tuaina Kore speaks Maori and um, so it would be wonderful to have a, a, a stall there um, so yeah, things like that. But these are these are these are um, the kinds of things that we're talking about with nonviolent vegan education is getting the getting the information. They're getting to where you can talk to people one on one about veganism and nonviolence, and you can do a street stall. But there's all kinds of things you can do. Um, that beautiful event in the park that um, Bubs and his cousins had with the drawing and just talking to people. I mean, that's wonderful. So um, there's all kinds of, of of things that you can do. But a lot of of what we what we need to be doing is getting our fingers on the pulse um, of getting ideas because at this stage I mean the ideal is that we can hold our own events and people can come along that is my goal it's always been my goal is to have an abolitionist vegan event where we are right from the beginning this is what the event is about is about veganism and no animal welfare, and all about the abolitionist approach, and um, questions and discussion around that, 
and and getting people to show up is is the key but that's where i want to get to is where we the abolitionist vegan society the local tavs chapter i should say of the abolitionist vegan society have an event the abolitionist vegan society puts on an event and, and it's a vegan education event this is this is what i think is going to be really powerful and um but we're not there yet so in the meantime you know just if we just get people who are interested and even if we just meet once a month and just talk like one of the wonderful examples that i love is the boston vegan association they're in boston and they meet regularly regularly they meet and they discuss because as much as people poo poo the idea of needing theory gary francione wrote a wonderful article about uh, how the importance of theory and he's absolutely right and when he says that everybody's operating under a theory even those people who say to heck with theory, we just want to do stuff. They're still operating under the under the theory that you just got to do stuff. There's still theory um, fueling what they're doing. So we want people to understand this theory of why abolitionist vegan education is the way to go. And, and as um, Sarah Woodcock says, it's the roadmap out of animal exploitation. I think that's a wonderful description. So even just meeting together and we can just be in the same room and just share, you know, just talk to each other and... Um, put ideas out there but I'm very concerned about educating vegans in Auckland <laughs> and around the world about the abolitionist approach getting it from the um directly from the source I am all of this misinformation that's fed around and all the stuff that they're hearing from other people who don't understand it and who oppose it because they don't understand it or just who oppose it because it disagrees with what they're doing and they take that personally or just because they 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 do genuinely disagree with it because they think that um, it's it's not going to work or that it's you know whatever they believe in what they're doing whatever they um, oftentimes are this is where people are getting their information about abolition about they're getting it from these other sources these secondhand sources that are slandering it basically um, we want you to get it from the source itself come and talk to us about what abolition is and hear about what it really is about not this sort of misrepresented views so um, I'm hoping that with a TAVS chapter we can get people coming along who might not who might be on the fence or who might be very curious or who might have heard really bad things about what abolition vegan advocacy is or you know have been sort of told that it's it's one thing and they want to find out what it really is and they can come along and we can have discussions about it and we can talk about it and uh, and share the books you know read the books and um, get people galvanized to um, get behind it as well but you know in order for, for people to do that they have to believe in it so that's we've got there's lots to do and it's and it's right now we're just we haven't really officially begun we're, we're gonna um we're gonna do all the that kind of stuff um, you know, um, get get on get get on the program where we're going to be regularly um, feeding back our ideas. Um, as 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 um, probably the first step is where we're going to sort of apply. But we've already decided we're going to do it, and I'm very grateful to Bubs for for being you know for coming along with me on there. I wanted him to do it, but he didn't want to do it on his own. He said, "Look, let's do a team thing." And I was like, "Hey, that's a great idea." So I think that's wonderful. Um, so uh, we're not, you know, it's not about us. Um, you know, we we just want to be. We want to try to organize stuff because we're dedicated to doing that. But it's it's we need we need people involved and we need people who are willing to help us. And I look at it as a big team. Is that's the way I would look at it? As like a great big team, you know. Um, everybody has equal, you know what I mean, view, uh, like we're all equal, we're just a team, um, but we're non-compromising about abolition, 
and about um, the abolitionist approach and about the six principles. So, I mean, but that's just, that's it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's never going to change. So if you're not down with that, then yeah, that's, you're not going to be involved. But so anyway, blah, blah, blah. So that's exciting news. So just keep, I'll talk about it more. Maybe I can have Bubs on, on the podcast um, talking about it and we'll, let people know what we're doing, our successes and our failures, and 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 in the meantime, it's probably still just always going to be the street stall. Um, that's probably the main thing that we're going to do because it's already there and it's really effective. I love it. And um, if people want to come along, um, just email us at the tabs.auckland.nz at gmail.com and say, hey, I'd really like to come out. And you can just come and just hang out at the street stall. Uh, and um, and we can talk and we can get to know each other and maybe we can like all get together and have um, tea and coffee or something and talk and because um, we want to hear other people's ideas uh, and we need some teamwork and because Auckland's a really huge city if there's a couple of people in one area that, that are going to do stuff in their local area then they can do it and we we don't all have to do the same thing at the same time. The whole point is to have lots of different things going on. But it's going to start slowly just like anything else, and that's just the way it is. Um, the point is to get started. So we already got started. We did our first stall last week. I did a stall together with Bubs, and we had the banner for the Abolitionist Vegan Society, and we had a lot of pamphlets, and we had the information sheets. And um, I'm getting a T-shirt because I think I always I used to always wear my NZ Vegan shirt, which I still do, but now I'm going to wear a Tav shirt. And so they're available now if you want to buy a shirt. I think they're a really great idea um, to wear the shirt. <laughs> William agrees with me that you have this shirt. I mean, you don't need you don't need to have a shirt and stuff, but I just like the sort of idea of the shirt with the logo and stuff. Like I loved my I love my NZ Vegan shirt, um, but I'm this is all about Tavs. Uh, so I'm still going to keep my NZ Vegan website and stuff, um, and I still love that website. I wrote it from my heart and soul, but um, we want to create this global um, global movement, and it is a global movement, and there are people all over the world going to start Tavs chapters all over and all over the cities, and so if you're traveling even, you can find your local Tavs chapter and go and hang out. At the very least, even if you're on holiday, you can hang out with vegans who have the same values as you do, abolitionists, so it's it's just getting going, but this is this is this is where it's at and it's finally happening for real and um, I'm very excited so I just thought I'd announce that because I love doing vegan advocacy and uh, I hope everybody else does as well and I'm really sorry about this low sound quality again of my podcast because I don't have Pro Tools anymore I'm going to buy it one day I just don't have the money at the moment and um, I know the microphone has been clicking and Oh, geez, it just sounds terrible. I'm so sorry. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this news exciting, and I hope that you're inspired to do a Tavs chapter in your own community. But remember, you have to be educated first, and that's not... You have to inform yourself. You have to know what you're getting behind. It's not a shallow thing. It's it's um, You need to have a profound agreement with it and knowledge of it um, in order to um, do it. It's very, very important, and it's very different from the the typical status quo animal movement it's it's almost the opposite so just uh you need to sort of put all that behind you if you're serious about this and just start like a new turn over a new leaf and like 
this is this is the future we re- we reject the welfare movement <laughs> we don't want anything to do with it um because it's immoral uh, not i just find that promoting it's perpetuating the property status of animals perpetuating it that is the wrong thing to do alrighty so buddha's squeaking at me what do you want baby <laughs> i just think she wants to play okay I'm going to go play with Buddha because she's been wanting to play a lot lately. And I will be back with a podcast soon, hopefully with some new events uh, and things. And um, thanks so much for listening always. And please check out the links to the Tavs chapter and to the Abolitionist Vegan Society. And think about uh, if you want to do that kind of thing. Um, we, we really need people who are willing to, to, to do it. Um, a lot of people are very good at online advocacy and that's great. Um, but I do of love the idea of having a, a face in the community, in the streets of the community, and at events, and community events, and things like that. Okay, thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back. Bye. <laughs>